This is Future Sight, a show from Capgemini Invent. I'm Ollie Judge. On this show, we explore new ways for you to adapt and grow for the future in business. Today, we're kicking off a series of episodes looking into a topic that's at the top of everyone's minds, sustainability. This episode is going to be a bit of an explainer and a deep dive into an area that's a bit off the beaten track. Every industry faces its own challenges and struggles to become truly sustainable. However, one industry has a rather unique set of variables that might go beyond what you might expect. That industry is insurance. When you think of insurance, you probably think about people in offices examining risks and assigning it a number. The truth is those risks have so much more to unpack that impact our planet and the way that not just the insurance industry operates, but every other one does too. So this episode, we're going to look at the thought process behind those risks and discover how moves are being made in the insurance industry that can help your industry make strides towards a more sustainable future. I think the challenges come from the number of dimensions that insurance companies have to tackle when it comes to sustainability. So there's obviously, you know, at the most basic level, there's their own conduct, you know, their use of expensive data centers, their use of tremendous amounts of paper. So the, the, the predominance of travel. Hi, I am Seth Racklin, global insurance uh, industry leader for Capgemini. All of the things that I think any company that wants to be more sustainable and reduce its own carbon footprint has to do. And so that's kind of almost like square zero. But then the other facets that come into play, you know, insurance companies are significant investors. They have large balance sheets of investable assets and sustainable investment practices come to play there. Beyond the assets that insurance companies have, their main source of business is weighing up risk. Will or won't this thing happen? Sometimes those risks by their very nature can't be sustainable. They are risk takers, underwriters. And in that context, they are doing business with companies that may or may not be following sustainable practices. The most obvious example, coal industry, but there are a number of other industries where underwriting practices probably can and should be evolved to take into account what their customers are doing from a sustainability perspective. Another element I think that's, that's critically important when we look at insurance, and particularly property and casualty insurance, is that 50% of all global insurance premium in the property and casualty sector is motor insurance, automobile insurance. And so the, the lifeblood of the sector is in fact connected to an industry that, that fundamentally needs to change to become to create a more sustainable universe. And lastly, you know, is kind of sort of on the business consequences side. That when you think about climate change and you think about the severity and frequency of large climate events. Think about, you know, most recently the European flooding, unprecedented in many respects. That all hits insurers, you know, from a loss perspective. And the insurance industry, I believe, has, has an imperative to rally around their customers and help them be more resilient in terms of how they react to and, and, and can handle this. So I think that demands significant innovation on the product side, on the services side, to create a more resilient economy and society as climate-related risks emerge. So it's clearly, you know, from what I've just said, a very complicated problem and one that has multiple facets, re involves 
kind of the entire organization, if you think about it, from the claims units to the underwriting units to the investment units to HR. It, it's a kind of full enterprise challenge and, and one that because of all those facets, is tough to tackle. As Seth mentioned, sustainability isn't an easy thing for insurance companies to face. When your bottom line fundamentally relies on sectors like automotive or not-so-clean energy, you need to start thinking not just internally, but also how you interact with clients that may be having a negative impact on sustainable goals. The question is then, with such a wide net of sectors and risks on the table, where do you even start with encouraging not just your own organization, but also the ones you work with to start thinking sustainably? I think, you know, there's a great book called Nudge. And Nudge is about all of the different ways that uh, businesses and public policymakers can leverage a combination of incentives and penalties to get people to do effectively the right thing. And insurance has always been very good at that in the sense that we reward safe drivers, we reward people for putting sprinklers in their homes, we reward people for putting alarm systems in their homes because if you do the right thing and you reduce your level of risk, then you benefit in terms of the prices you pay for insurance and your ability to access insurance in the market. And as I think about the insurance products of the future, you know, they need to be designed and engineered in a way where they are providing the right nudges, the right nudges to, for people to do the right thing and to behave responsibly. Every insurance company, almost every insurance company now has some form of an offering where they reward people for driving safely safely through telematics. Could those telematics devices also reward people for ecologically friendly driving procedures, driving at the right speed, not taking too many short trips, all of those kinds of things? Well, absolutely. It just requires the imagination and, and, the, and the will to, to think about the product in a different way and to create those, those incentives for their customers to do the right thing. Even with the gentle nudges, it does seem that there is a large gray area shrouded around coal, oil, and geographies that may not be able to subscribe to a more sustainable way of thinking. So much trade passes through countries or regions that may not have access to the right tools. Or in some cases, like cargo ships, the technology might not be there to replace the way business is done. So how should insurance companies interface with this kind of risk? And is there anything that they can do? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. And I, and I think it's, it's a nuanced one. I think there's obviously certain industries and certain things that the industry can and should shy away from in terms of, in terms of becoming a sustainable enterprise. But there's also, as you point out, a lot of probably shades of gray there. And insurance has always been and, and, and should be a very client-focused business. And I, I, I believe that insurers need to partner with their clients to help them manage the full scale of risks that they, that they are involved in and that they take. And to, as I kind of alluded to before, do everything possible to nudge them in the right direction. But I don't, I'm not particularly in favor of almost redlining whole major areas of risk or major areas of operation because I don't think that's realistic and I don't think that's the mission that the industry is, is there to serve. The industry is there to help society manage risk 
environmental risk is now a incredibly important aspect of that risk management, but it's part of a broader sort of panoply of risks that come to bear in any kind of a in any kind of a commercial endeavor. I thought it'd be worth getting into the details here. It's one thing to say you're going to be more sustainable, but another to actually action it. Leadership of insurance companies tend to be quite detached from the conversations happening in the markets between underwriters, brokers, and the insured. The one thing Seth said was important to get right is to instill the sustainable approach as a way of thinking or a behavior within your organization. After all, if you can't get it right internally, it would be a bit of an uphill struggle to communicate to external parties. I asked Seth what he thought the right approach was for inspiring change internally to get things right on the ground. As a customer-focused business, you know, you you are in business to serve your customers and, and you can try to get them to do the right thing, but it's hard to necessarily mandate them to do the right thing. I think more broadly than that, though, we talked about earlier about the, the nature of the multidimensional nature of the, of, of the problem. And because the problem has as many dimensions as it does, and because the approach to sustainability, not distinct, frankly, from the approach that most companies are taking to innovation, is to create a chief sustainability officer or a chief innovation officer and rely on a, a separate group to drive the objective through the enterprise, I think you have to be more holistic in, in your approach. And I think ultimately it comes down to KPIs and to measuring people for doing, for, for, for doing sustainable things. If I'm the product owner for auto insurance or motor insurance, do I have as part of my KPIs that I am, I am incentivizing and moving my customer base to electric vehicles? If I don't, then wishing for that to happen is not a solution. If I'm, you know, if I'm in risk control or loss control and claims, risk, risk engineering and claims, am I working with customers to help them withstand the next storm better? And do I have a KPI around that, about my use of preventative measures and risk mitigation strategies if I have a KPI around it, it'll happen. If I don't have a KPI around it, it won't. So fundamentally, to me, it's about mobilizing, you know, the, the areas in the organization where sustainable practices are expected, providing true hard KPIs around it, and, and then driving the behavior, as opposed to creating a, a separate group that's off doing separate activities that are not connected to the core business of the enterprise. And that's just it. It's very difficult to make progress without measuring something. While other organizations in other industries may be able to put a number on the carbon footprint of their workforce or measure the amount of fuel their fleet uses, insurers once again may be able to keep an eye on their office workforce, but the exponential impact of where they work with external risks has a big impact on their sustainability bottom line. Seth had a unique way of looking at this that wasn't as simplistic as putting a number on your carbon footprint. I think the the way you measure is is based on you know for an insurance company it's all about capital allocation insurance is a capital allocation business so if i'm in the investment organization i'm allocating capital to things that i expect to grow that capital if i'm in the insurance side of the operation i'm allocating capital to risk 
And to me, the only thing that they, they have consistent consistency in, in the sense that what percent of that capital is, is, is actually allocated uh, sustainable operations, sustainable risk, okay, whether it's investment risk or underwriting risk. And, and that encompasses the things we're talking about with electric cars. It encompasses really all of the products and services and clients that the insurance company writes, and it, and it, it encompasses how they take the premium dollars and invest them. And to me, from a certain, at a certain level, at the high level we're talking about now, it's a fairly simple concept, which is, you know, how much, how much capital are we allocating towards sustainable green behaviors, risks, operations, etc. Most companies see insurance as an additive service or something they are required to do, not something that they want to do. With that, I imagine there was a limit on what insurers could do to point their clients in the right direction. I asked Seth about what he thought the levers were that insurers could use with their risks to gently move those who may be more resistant to change in the right direction. When you think about insurance as a, as a service, it's a price-driven business, right? I mean, it, people buy on price and, and coverage terms. And so the levers typically come within prices and coverage terms. So the, the levers that insurers have are to raise and reduce prices or, at, or to specifically include or exclude types of risk or to provide additional services on top of on top of the risk equation that's you know that's fundamentally what insurance can do with respect to to b2b customers and so what do i mean by that i mean it, you don't necessarily have to exclude or you don't have to deny coverage to say that there are certain risks that if the insurer doesn't do the right thing you simply won't cover so you create an exclusion for a particular type of type of behavior so if you don't you know put in if you don't equip your fleet with the right set of of tracking devices and and and, and optimization devices then you know you won't get the best coverage or you won't get you won't get the value added fleet management services that the insurer provides so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a commercial relationship between the insured and the insurer and the insurer has i think a a pretty good set of uh, levers to play with. Now, obviously, you know, it's a competitive market as well. And so that means that, you know, insurers always worry if I'm too aggressive, I'll lose this customer to somebody else. I think the important thing to realize, though, is that we are in a, what is called a hard market within insurance. And what that means is that the pricing environment is highly favorable to insurers right now. So prices are going up and they continue to go up. And the reason they go up and are continuing to go up is because of the level of risk that's out there and the nature of that risk. And so I honestly believe that insurance customers can do good by, by doing the right thing. And if they take actions to reduce risk, then they benefit they benefit from a pricing perspective. So I think the insurers are in a powerful position right now with, with respect to this issue. I think that climate has a lot to do with that. And I think that there's a tremendous sensitivity to issues of sustainability driven by 
the nature of the climate events that most insurance customers are suffering from. The insurance industry rather humorously is known for the amount of paper it generates. If you've ever been around one of the global markets, you'll often see brokers with giant folders worth of paper. You could say that this in itself was negatively affecting any effort towards a more sustainable future. Bearing that in mind, I wanted to understand at a more systemic level what was being done across the entire industry rather than just by individual companies. Well, I think, you know, I think, you know, at its at its core, I mean, the paper, the paper issue will go away. And and that's I mean, I started in this business almost 30 years ago and we were drowning in paper and now now we're only waist deep. So I, I see that I see the paper piece. I see the paper piece going away. I, I do think that, you know, what a, a number of, of, of senior leaders in the industry are, are talking about is really reconceptualizing the business from a risk transfer business to a, a business that's based on a partnership. And where I see the industry going is working with customers, whether they're individuals or their businesses as partners in managing managing the risks of tomorrow and the risks of tomorrow are climate cyber various forms of business interruption that are tied to political instability and those types of things and i think in all of those areas the the notion of active mitigation and of and I think sustainability plays into that, you know, very very naturally. Sustainable practices are exactly about the things that keep the world going and keep businesses going. And you know, the fate of business is tied to the fate of the world. And I think insurers have a, a real ability through the role they play in the economy to create the nexus between those two things in a, in a way that is meaningful and actionable. While I was recording this episode, it really struck me how sustainable practices have to be baked in at the lowest level. Insurance offers a unique look into where organizations need to start, but also the problems they can face. This is just the start of our journey into sustainability. In the next week, we'll be speaking to an insurance company that has already made waves in this space. We'll also look at the challenges they faced. Following on from that, my co-host Liz will be taking a deep dive look into what happens when we reach beyond net zero. A big thank you to Seth. You can find out more about the work that he does in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. This has been Future Sight, a show from Capgemini Invent. We'll be back soon.